basketball is my favorite sport. They like the way I dribble up and down the court. Yeah, fast break, I can get you what you ask for. Crossover so swift like it's fast forward. Smooth like T Mac off the backboard. Assist pass back door, man, that's yours. Yeah, not gonna do what it do with it with it. Thirty foot of what? I can come through with it. Yeah, not gonna run it back. Rap catch a replay. He ain't want none of that. Hey everybody, welcome back to another exciting hour of Infinite Love Talk Radio. We are your hosts, Doug and Jackie Christie, and we're going to be bringing you some special guests today. And you can join us live anytime by calling us at 347-215-8305, or you can go to our chat room throughout our entire show. And now we would like to introduce our special guest. Our special guest today will be Ovi Mahaley of Charleston, South Carolina. He's a fullback for the Atlanta Falcons. Mahaley considered the top fullback in free agency in 2007, signed with the Atlanta Falcons on March 2, 2007, becoming the highest-paid fullback in the NFL. Ovi was selected with the 134th overall pick of the 2003 NBA NFL Draft. No question. And with no further ado, we would love to welcome to the show Ovi. Ovi, are you there for us? I sure am. How are you guys doing? Oh, oh, fantastic. We're doing fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I actually uh, stepped away from this basketball game real quick during the timeout to talk to you guys. There you so go. Yeah, a charity game. You getting your game on? Oh, yeah. I just hit a three-pointer. You know, the, oh, oh, there, 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 there you go. Uh, do you happen to be in Tampa? Uh, yeah, I'm in Tampa right now. at Jefferson yeah. High School. Oh, there you go. So you, you're going to take in a little bit of the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. I've been going around to some of the events, some of the – Festivities, the parties, flag football game. I'm at this basketball game right now, trying to raise some money for some foster kids. So you know, it's a lot of fun, a lot of good causes. I went to the Super Bowl gospel celebration yesterday and had a ball. Uh, most guys think you know athletes can't sing, but we had an NFL gospel choir, 30th NFL choir, and it was off the chain. We sang uh, a Lionel, uh, Lionel Richie and Commodores, uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus is me, Jesus is mine. Uh, you know how it goes. Oh, fantastic. I, I know you do a lot with the O.V. McGailey, uh Foundation. You've got some programs, Pillars of Success and Eco Ambassador, excuse me, Echo Ambassador. So your charity work, you, you're doing a lot there. And uh, I, I was reading up that you accredited a lot of that to your parents. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm going to talk about the Eco Ambassadors. Uh, my, my whole foundation really uh, started because of uh, like the core values my parents instilled in me growing up. And I really wanted to try and not just keep it inside me, but spread it to kids who may not have that mother or father or, you know, uh, church family or even that structure where they, someone can tell them that, you know, you can be whoever you want to be, you know, to respect yourself, to, you know, have integrity. It's just things that, you know, kids should know these days. So my foundation is trying to empower you, you know, in education, health and wellness, and uh, environmentally, which is why I do the Eco Ambassadors, trying to get, especially urban youth, to get excited about, you know, getting a sense of, um, you know, responsibility about their environment and being aware of what they can and can't do. No question. No no better person, yes, than O.B. Mahaley, everybody, is a fullback for the Atlanta Falcons, and, and no better person to lead the way than the fullback who does all the dirty work, blocking and making everybody out there look so beautiful. Who Who is your coach in your all-star game there? <laughs> we got Vita Guerrera, so uh, I mean Vita. Vita. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know they're going, well, where is Obi? He just hit a three-pointer, and now he's over there on the cell phone. So uh, before we let you go, we want to know where can people reach you at? If they want to come to your website, check you out, where can they come to see uh, Obi? It's simple. First name, last name, my number, ovmahaley.com. That's O-V-I-E-M-U-G-H-E-L-L. 
L-L-I-34.com. Ovi Mahaley, 34.com. Before you go, can we get a Super Bowl pick for me? Oh, the Arizona Cardinals. If they're able to beat the uh, Great Atlanta Falcons, they can beat anybody. So they're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Ovi. Awesome. Well, we got to have you back for sure, Ovi, where we can talk to you a little longer. We don't want to interrupt your game. We sure, want to have sure. good luck. So Fantastic. Last, last thing before I go, I forgot that, you know, I'm doing a little acting now. I'm trying to be a little Rick Fox type character and do everything. So uh, I have a, a good eight lines in a short film called He Got Sold. Uh, okay. I play a deacon, and it's, you know, it's pretty good. It's, it's, my, it's my debut in acting. But if you go to hegotsold.com, you can see the movie. It's a great movie. You can see uh, me, an uh, athlete, trying to act, which is uh, always interesting. <laughs> so, uh, check me out, and, you know, check out my website. You know, I'll see you guys later. Oh, thank for you sure. so much for joining us. Not a problem. Thank you. Thank me you, Ovi. All right. Everybody, you heard that was Ovi Mahaley. You can reach him at www.oviemughelli34.com. Or, as he said, he's in a new movie. It's going to be called He Got Soul, a short film. He got some parts in there, so support him. Again, that's com. You can go there and check it out as well. And um, we're just going to move right on along. we got some exciting things going on. Honey, it's the Super Bowl weekend. Can you – I mean, what – tell me a little bit about that. Well, I, I think the Super Bowl weekend, it, it, nothing really comes close to the Super Bowl weekend because in baseball you got a seven-game series, basketball, seven-game series, hockey, everything's a seven-game series. Well, when you talk about fo- football, you got the Super Bowl. That's one game. Everything's out on the line. The weekend, I'm sure they have just just like he said, everything under the sun. They got all types of events, different things happening, going on, and I'm sure Tampa is crazy right now. But uh, uh, he agrees with the whistle that the Arizona Cardinals are going to win. So maybe both of them know a little something. I don't. What do you think, Pat? Ah, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I'm I got you guys some surprises coming back from there. Uh-oh. Bringing you and Tyrone something special. But anyway, with no further ado, we're going to introduce another special guest that we have. I know her time is limited, so I want to first make sure she's on the line because our call lines are so busy. Um, are you there with us? Yes. Okay, fantastic. Then I'm going to introduce the lovely Miss D. Woods. And can we call you D? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Honey, D. Woods, everybody. So, and you're the co-host. Hello. Go ahead and talk to her for a second. Hello, D. D. Woods. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, we are doing fantastic, and everybody knows out there that Miss D. Woods is part of Danity Kane and uh, Platinum. Formerly a part of Danity. Yes, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Formerly, I totally apologize. And we're going to jump into some uh, questions, baby, and uh, we, we so thank you for joining us today. Most definitely. Thank you, Danny. Yes, definitely. When did you know that you wanted to be a singer? Uh, you know, I don't really know because I don't think I've ever been wanting to be anything else. I think it's been like from my earliest memories I've been on the stage or wanting to be on the stage just performing for the mirror in my room or just really like um, looking up to, you know, the great entertainers that – that we have, you know, in in my generation. So I've just always been really, really, like, connected to performing and being a creative person. And I don't know, it's just been, like, the fabric of my DNA, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, Dee, what what advice would you give to young artists who want to become singers? I mean, different things, uh, they they ask about that in basketball. What advice would you give them? Is there anything that you could give the young aspiring singer out there uh, some advice? 
Yes, um, you know, people, like, everybody always wants to have the answer to that question. There's no one answer. I think the first thing is just to really appreciate yourself first because there's going to be so many no's. There's so many different opinions of what's good and what's hot and what's in. And you just have to really, like, have a really thick skin and just, like, a strong, you know, self-esteem. And that self-esteem comes from knowing that you know. And how do you know by, but by um, practicing and, and educating yourself. So, like, you build your self-esteem by going through whatever training you feel like you need to get whatever if it's voice training whether it's just singing out in front of people and getting your like performance you know chops up or if it's just studying other singers and um you know picking out the little things that they do that you like and adding it to your own your own individual style but that's like the first thing I would say, there's so many other things, but if you have that thing down, it'll take you a lot further than you would That's think. Beautiful. You know our daughter, she's, um, she, her name is Shani, and she's an artist, and she so looks up to you, so we're definitely, I know she's listening to this, so that's helpful for her. She's uh, got her album out and a lot of other things, but I know a lot of kids is always asking her that, so she definitely asked us to make sure we asked you that question, so you answered that huh. Great for Great. all of them. And then the next mm-hmm. question we got for you is, what are some of your up-and-coming projects? Let's get that out there to make sure our listeners hear that first and foremost. Well, right off the bat, um, actually, last week when I called in at the last minute, I was <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> so I'm actually, um, I have another, you know, I have a recording session tonight. So I've just been recording, like, nonstop um, for myself material for myself i have um i'm working on a mixtape series just like putting out some some creative things that i've been doing in a in a playful manner not so like structured and you know thought out as like a full album would be but just really on some just like freestyle and just vibing just to like you know let people get to know who I am, you know what I mean, on my own, because you only saw a very small portion of what I could be in the in the confines of what, you know, my last situation was. But so doing that, but also writing for other artists that are working on their projects and submitting things to them and collaborating with, you know, some of the hip-hop artists on, you know, their tracks and then, you know, writing full songs for other, like, R&B, pop, rock, whatever artist. So that's like what's taken up the majority of my time. <laughs> but also I have been developing a nonprofit organization um, along with my um, two counterparts. We call ourselves the Girls Club. And we have a lot of other um, affiliates that you know we consider Girls Club members, but the founding members are myself, um, Mika Means, and Chanel who is also my sister, and um, it's really just a support system for female professionals in the entertainment industry because it's such a, you know how they say it's a a man's world. (laughs) So we just want to give the sisters, girlfriends, girl power, support, and everything, and just have a place for, you know, a networking. But also um, we're developing programs to reach out to young girls and develop their self-esteem and their interest in um, career paths 
in the future. Where's the website that people can go to to, to sign up for it? You can access my website, which is mistywoods.com, and we're actually relaunching my site um, this coming month, February, which starts tomorrow. February starts tomorrow. But <laughs> we're going to relaunch the site and have information about um, all these different projects, events that we'll be holding throughout the year. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of exciting things that we have up our sleeves. Wow, that's awesome, D. You got a lot going on, definitely. No no question, D. I have a question for you. I know a lot of people love the studio, and then a lot of people love the stage and performing. Which one of those is, is your favorite, or, or, or are they both the same? Mm, you know, if I had a gun to my head and I had to choose, <laughs> which I pray to God never happens, um, I would have to say the stage because even when I'm in the studio and and writing a song or collaborating with other people, I'm already thinking about the performance aspect or the visual aspect or how we can translate what we're doing in the studio and put it on stage and what kind of atmosphere we would want this song to play in and what kind of reaction we want from the people. So I'm always thinking about the live experience because I started off on stage. I started in dance when I was like a toddler, three years old, and, you know, quickly got into theater, regional theater, um, dramatic and musical theater, just um, anything I could do. And it, it just, you know, snowballed from there from performing background dancing for other recording artists, for doing off-Broadway um, things while I was in school at NYU, um, and then, you know, different singing groups that I was a part of, just putting on shows. I went to a performing arts high school, and they just let us stay in the school till they would literally kick us out, <laughs> like, you've got to go home now, and we would just be in there creating shows to perform on whatever occasion we could you know, get, you know, permission. So, yeah. Wow, that's exciting. I can definitely feel the energy of you being an entertainer through and through. And you don't just sing. You can act and everything, correct, Dee? Yes, I am a triple <laughs> threat. <laughs> Most definitely. We got some uh, projects. We'll talk about that off the air, but um, we definitely are interested in talking to you more about those. And I know our listeners want to know, what was it like doing the reality show, just the good parts of it? Oh, well, the good parts are um, it was really surreal. Like, it was like an out-of-body experience. Just, um, I think, you know, I have this um, <laughs> a story where I remember when reality TV started, like, you know, getting popular and the real world started getting popular. And I'm like, you know, nine, ten years old. And I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. They live with a camera. But I was thinking to myself, like, wow, they probably won't be doing that by the time I'm old enough to be on a show. And then here I am <laughs> on a show. And it was like the first time I really realized that I was living with these cameras is like, you know, I'm going to sleep at night, and then when I wake up in the morning, there's a mm -hmm. big burly man <laughs> with his office Ready to sound start equipment. 
<laughs> barreling down on me, looking at me, and I'm just like, whoa. I'm like, wow, I'm really on TV. <laughs> but I, I, it was just, like, surreal, like, going through that and just always thinking of, what the um, what the audience reaction would be like if I was sitting here watching this, I would be so entertained. Like this is gonna be funny. It's not funny to me right now because I'm living it, but I'm sure it's gonna be funny when they air it. <laughs> so. That's how we feel with. Oh that. my God! It, it, those cameras <laughs> in your face all the time. It is just. But it was fun at the same time. You you can't. Uh, you know what it's going to look like. I, I got another question. I heard you say that you were a writer. Now, writing songs, that's that's where everything is at. How long have you been writing, and, and how did you learn to, to do that part of the craft? Well, um, I kind of I kind of just fell into writing. I think I've always, you know, just being a creative person, I just always would find different ways to express myself. So I even remember as as young as like seven, eight years old, I was writing little poems and whatever, you know. Um, but I think when I really made the commitment, I was 14. I had just moved to Atlanta. And, um, you know, that was like, oh, the music scene is just popping out here. And um, a friend of mine who's actually a very, very successful writer in the music industry. He goes by the name of Pooh Bear, and he's written for everybody and their mama. <laughs> but he um, he was a senior at the high school I went to, and he actually brought me to the studio for the first time. And um, I just kind of like watching him and his, you know, singing group at the time and um, listening to other people who were, you know, doing the same thing. It was like, well, that's what... I should be doing and I really like just kind of modeled the way I would write after you know certain people's music that I really respected I you know studied uh Stevie Wonder and I would just listen to all the different ways that he would write the millions of songs that he has and it was so diverse so I was like this is somebody I'm gonna just you know copy <laughs> like he did it like that he started like this and then he kind of made this change with the the music and the chords. So, like, I just started modeling myself after those, like, great songwriters like that. I got a question for you. You go ahead and share with our listeners something about you that you want them to know because I know there's misperceptions out there. I think you're fantastic. So does my daughter. So does everybody I pretty much know. But I know um, how things kind of went down, and we don't have to rehash that or go through it, but I kind of have that same stigma uh, against my name and stuff as well. So I just I love when, you know, someone interviewing me gives me the opportunity to kind of connect with the people that's listening and the fans out there from my own mouth, you know, so – um, mm-hmm. What would you like them to know about you? Um, there's a lot of things. <laughs> there's a lot of things. I think just specifically targeting this whole like um, apparent, you know, apparent breakup. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, you know, yeah. there's a lot of just like unanswered questions and you know, feelings, people are picking sides, people are pointing fingers, and, um, you know, there's some comments from the other group members that are not really in the best light of the whole collective, which I'm really disappointed in, but I just, um, I just wanted to say that, like, there was so much that wasn't shown of, you know, everyone's personality, everyone's talent and what everyone's role really was and how 
the group succeeded and ultimately came to an end. So um, I guess I just want them to, like, stay tuned and and be be excited for what's to come next. My um one of my one of my projects that I'm also working on um this isn't a very like beginning development stage is very baby baby idea but like a lot of people kind of perceive me as like the quote unquote hood chick of the group and I'm like I don't know where they got that from because <laughs> I never, and I even, like, consciously would check myself, like, okay, don't talk about this and don't act like this, <laughs> even even though, like, some things is not, you know, hood, but it can be perceived that way, and they definitely will um, shine the light on it if they feel like it can be, you know, manipulated. So I was very careful. But at the same time, like, I'm college educated. I was like the only one out of the group that actually finished. Right. <laughs> um, I, you know, the um, my undergraduate studies at New York University and and finished early at that. You know, so one of the um, projects that I'm also working on with one of my um, professors, he is writing some things about um, entertainment, the hip hop generation and um, how it relates to just the community as, like, you know, the African griot from way back in the ancient times. And that was what my thesis was <clears throat> was centered on to, like, graduate from school. So I'm developing, like, some performance art to go along with that, some, you know, like modern dance, modern contemporary dance, which I'm trained in, mixed with the commercial, you know, music industry stuff that I do mixed with some of the academia stuff. So I would like people to kind of just be really, um, you know, excited to see what I can do, what I can develop and and have open minds to learning something, being entertained, being emotionally provoked. I just want to do that. I want to, that's, that's what my goal as an artist is to do all of that stuff. It's a big task, but I'm going to do it. I swear I am. (laughs) I'm feeling you, Dee. I really am because I can hear it, and I I know how it is to be, you know, feeling like you're being held back and you just can't wait, but don't worry about it because we're going to keep putting it out there, and as soon as you're doing anything, it doesn't matter how big or how small, definitely let us know so we can broadcast it to the world, and we're going to do some projects with you most definitely. My daughter adores you. I want to, you know, talk to you about a lot of different things, but the first thing out of her mouth is, oh, my God, Mom, D. Woods, she was the heart, the meat, the soul, everything. She don't take no mess. She is just, oh, we love her. All my friends, you know, I got to call all my friends, so I just want you to know the younger generation is loving it. They're looking up to you. Don't let none of that other stuff affect you in any way, and keep on moving forward. We wish you much success. We could continue on talking all day and all night, but we know you got this in the studio so good luck <laughs> and thank you for coming and we'll move right along honey thank you very thank much you. Would. we definitely appreciate it i appreciate <laughs> you guys too thank take care you. don't take eat care. too many wings during super bowl weekend <laughs> <laughs> you already cooking up you be safe <laughs> all right bye <laughs> Awesome, awesome, baby. I, I'm, I'm loving all of the energy that we're getting from our guests and yeah. everything. That is that. That's what's happening, and, and it's good stuff too. And that's what is is most inspiring, I think, ultimately to us and to our listeners. Most definitely, and we'll move right along. We'll jump right into hot topics, and you know what? 
we got a sister that beat up the bride. Her what? sister beat her up at the wedding. Now, let this, listen, you guys. A woman who wasn't invited to her sister's wedding reception showed up anyway and attacked the bride, pulling out clumps of her hair. <laughs> Anna Marie Bricker, 23, of Valisprio, I can't pronounce it, oh my God, was arrested on a misdemeanor charge of battery. Can you guys believe that? She was upset that she didn't get invited, I'm assuming. And it says she, after she pulled out the clumps of hair and everything, she went to the house and attacked her. Some, I mean, she grabbed the girl and drug her out of the house and attacked her some more. So oh, stay tuned for the development. <laughs> They're going to definitely give this girl a hefty fine and hopefully some community service and a, and a good talking to. She needs some anger management practice, don't you think? That, that's ironic. That's why she wasn't invited. It's because she'd be tripping. Okay, baby. Also in the news, we have Obama relaxes the White House dress code. Now we're talking presidential fashion. Barack Obama promised to change on his first morning of, as president, he delivered no question about it, people. He appeared at the Resolute's desk in the Oval Office with a sleeveless shirt. Now, many people, when he came in with what? a sleeveless shirt, were looking <laughs> like, what in the heck is going on? On his first day in office, President Barack Obama loosens things up by conducting meetings and other official business in the Oval Office without his suit jacket Images like this one have caused a stir in some Washington circles. Uh, you know, they're, they're really more accustomed, baby, to the formal dress and policies. But, I, hey, if you can lead, you can lead in, in anything, a tunic, if that's what you yeah. want to wear. But, hey, uh, go ahead, Obama. Oh, I must I must definitely say that. And earlier, if you guys are just joining us, you can call us live at 347-215-8305. Earlier we had Ovi Mahaley. He's an NFL fullback um, and he was on with us, so you got to check out the archive of the show. You know, you can always go back 20 minutes after the show has aired and push play and listen to the whole thing back through. We just had the lovely Miss D. Woods from the group Danity Kane. She was P. Formerly. Formally, yeah, she wanted us to make sure you guys so formally, but, you know, just so you recognize her, D. Wood, she's a lovely lady. Listen to her segment and definitely be staying tuned because we're going to be keeping you up on everything she got going on going forward. But I cannot imagine Barack in the White House with a sleeveless shirt. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, next we got Richard Seymour's wife. He's an NFL player. His wife was arrested on two alleged counts of lynching. Now, this is kind of a different story because um, she's an African-American, and the 27-year-old wife of New England Patriots defensive lineman was arrested Thursday and charged with two counts of second-degree lynching in connection to an assault at a New Year's Eve party in Richmond, Richland County. Deputies say the incident began after two victims who told investigators that they had been invited to the party were engaged in a verbal altercation with an unknown number of people. Investigators say the two victims were assaulted by a group of people sometime after 12.30 a.m. on January 1st, and they told deputies the group jumped them. So I guess they're calling that a lynching. I'm not sure if it was a rope around the neck or what, what they did, but I just wish them all the best, and I hope they can work that out. And, you know, violence, you know, real quick before we move to the next one, is not something that any of us should be engaging in because nowadays no one fights anymore. What do they do, honey? Oh, uh, they shoot. <laughs> hey, can I hear Uzi? They don't. shoot. When it rains, hey. Well, you know, speaking of violence, <laughs> I'm going to keep it violent because oh, Serena, Serena Williams, 6063, she violently beat wow. uh, Daenerys Safina of, uh, of Russia on Saturday. They're turning her 
tenth Grand Slam title at the Australian Open, and uh, now she is ranked number one in the world, baby. And that also yes. passed uh, she passed up everybody as the most decorated money winner on tour with a total earnings of twenty four million. As far as the number one ranking, she says she always believes in herself and she thinks that she is the best, whether I'm number one or number one hundred. But just having the extra bonus is pretty cool. So uh, with the dominant performance, she beat the twenty two year old Russian who said I didn't even feel worthy of being on the same court. So congratulations Wow <laughs> Williams our two thousand and nine Australian Open winner. That's fantastic. And not only that, we want you guys to stay tuned because we're going to have Venus and Serena or Venus or Serena sometime this year. We don't know yet because we got to check the schedules, and they're always touring because they're so successful. But we're definitely going to have them on live where you guys can throw your questions at them and listen to their segments as well. And guess what, honey? we got some hot tips and tidbits for you real quick. Then we're going to jump into the other, other favorite part, and that's sports. Uh, number one, we got exercise running suits. And the reason I'm calling it an exercise running suit is they're these, like, plastic black suits. And I don't know if it's really plastic. Me and my husband couldn't figure out the name of it. But we buy them at Big Five Sporting Goods. And you put the, the jacket on and you put the pants on. You can put them over your shorts or over your sweatpants. And they cause you to heavily perspire and detoxify your body. You will be dripping in water. If you put this on, work out 30 minutes, I guarantee. And you could just be on a treadmill. Definitely. You will you know, lose a lot of water weight. You would detoxify, and then, of course, you just take a shower and everything and clean your suit regularly, but get it. It's only twenty nine ninety nine, and it's a tip for if you want to perspire. And it's also, they also recommend it for people that don't perspire very easily because some people just don't, and they can work out for like an hour and they uh, don't perspire, so that suit's really good. No question about it, baby. Uh, also, I got the pocket dictionary. Now, this is a must for people with kids because I know our kids are always asking, Dad, what does that mean? Dad, what does that mean? And, you know, you might know what it means, but it, it always helps to look it up so you give them that exact definition. And if you're ever reading a book and you don't know a word and says skip and pass it, look in that pocket dictionary, get the definition. Something small fits in your pocket and it has all the answers for you. <laughs> Most definitely. And then number three, we have pick yourself up a diary. Not only are they just the best thing to have, you can write your intimate thoughts down in them. You can keep up with your diet, your workout, nutrition, everything. I call it a, a diary. My husband actually calls it a journal because that's the appropriate name for it too. And he writes everything down in his books, and I think it's fantastic. And you can always go back and see what you were thinking back in 2009, say, you know, Super Bowl day, for example. So run out tomorrow and get yourself a diary and keep your thoughts and we can look back. No question, baby. And we're talking chick fashion, thinking outside of the box. Now, don't tell everybody this one, but go and check out the Army Surplus Store. That is right. You can get some great finds, camo, tees, pants, all different styles of hats, uniform jackets if you like that military style, sweaters, good stuff. I'm telling you, go check out your local Army Surplus Store. Great prices. You can find some fantastic fashion in the Army Surplus Store. Oh, most definitely, and the lines are full. Go ahead and jump right in, or you can just sit back and listen. Make sure you're comfortable. If you haven't got the number, 347-215-8305. This is Infinite Love Talk Radio, and this is your host, Jackie and Doug Christie. And guess what? It's that time. Beat it up. Go at it. You already know what time that is. That would be time to bring in the one, the only, Whistle. And the Whistle, we are talking uh, basketball, football. You know it's Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, we had a guest on earlier, Whistle, and he picked the cards, too. You know something we don't know? You know what? Uh, obviously, that was a, a, a good pick. you got to pick the team that, that moves on. So, uh, 
hey, that was a gentleman's pick. Uh, obviously, he's seen something that we didn't. But, uh, hey, he's a heck of a player, and he's uh, on a good team, and they're moving in the right direction, uh, talking about those Atlanta Falcons. Now, Wizzle, uh, any injury updates with the Super Bowl that might change your pick? We're giving you a chance here. Tomorrow's the big day. If you want to change to the Steelers, I mean, hey, you can. But uh, any injury updates? Uh, injury updates uh, are as follows. Uh, everybody's improving. Uh, Heinz Ward uh, has been running around in his uh, new specialty formulated brace. Uh, so I guess he's been playing, and I'm sure he'll be playing limited roles. But uh, if he's just out there for the – the big play, uh, say if it's third and goal and those type of plays, he could be effective. So, uh, hey, everything is go. You got Anquan Bolton, uh, his hamstring's got a, a couple weeks rest. That's always the positive. So, uh, I, I think that everything's going to be on the up and up tomorrow. No excuses. So, you're staying with the cards? I am with the cards. Well, look at this, Wizzle. When you talk about stability, we're looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, this is, when you look at franchises, the Cardinals since 69 have 1969 that is have had 14 different coaches the Pittsburgh Steelers have only had three Chuck Noll from 69 to 91 Bill Cowher 92 to 06 and of course Mike Tomlin present I mean what does that say I I, I saw that and I just went wow Chuck Noll Bill Cowher and Mike Tomlin you, you would think some some coaches rolled through there but they've really really kept that thing going because uh Two of those have won multiple Super Bowls, and Mike Tomlin is looking at his first. Uh, what do you say about the stability the organization gives to the player? Well, uh, obviously you got to give them a lot of credit, uh, and, and if there's any organization that you wanted to play for, um, you would hope uh, that they'd be ran somewhat like the Steelers in terms of uh, knowing what you got uh, to deal with day in, day out, a firm belief. Uh, and what your your task is in terms of what you're being compensated for as an employee of your team. So uh, I think all those things are definitely important. Uh, not only that, but the 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 psyching of the coach and him knowing that uh, his job is 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 not in in danger, so he can go ahead and and attack the real problem, which is trying to uh, get a team of guys to to believe and buy in. So. Uh, Obviously, that's something that really, really pays off huge. I got to give them a lot of credit for that. And uh, obviously, that's the way you want a franchise win. No question. Now, when we look at both core B, uh, QBs, uh, both have been there. They've done that. And I, I don't know the last time that that, uh, that you had a Super Bowl and both quarterbacks have already won uh, a Super Bowl ring. But who? so who makes the difference here? Does one core QB have the upper hand on the other one in this, or does this just kind of nullify each other and somebody else is going to step up big? Well, uh, you know, I, I – it might seem biased. I think Kurt Warner has a slight edge, only in that this will be his third appearance. Um, he's really, really experienced in it when it comes to this game. And so uh, I, I think uh, I'm looking for a, a really, really well-executed performance. Uh, I'm, I'm expecting him to have a firm grip on the offense and in, what time, in, in terms of what they're trying to do and what they're trying to accomplish, uh, understanding the full well the – the blitz and the schemes and the packages because uh, you look at the, the teams that they've faced in terms of uh, Philadelphia and, and, and their defenses and uh, Carolina, some of those defenses aren't too shabby. And you deal with uh, 
a lot of these different coordinators on the defensive side of the ball that are really creative and crafty. And so uh, I think those are things that, that Kurt Warner has seen. Uh, he's taken advantage of them all throughout the playoffs, and I, it's the last challenge. So, uh, hey, I think that this is the game that every all the players want. I think all the numbers get thrown out of the door when it comes to you or me fighting for a piece of chicken. You know what I mean? I don't care who won last year. If I know you won last year, I got to either get the chicken next year. So, you know what I mean? It's just that type of thing. This is one game, and I think it comes down to who wants it. So, this is going to be a heck of a game. Well, with the with Wizzle picking the cards, also Kurt Warner uh, giving the edge to the QB, what do you got with the coaches, Tomlin or Wisenhunt? Do you, is it a triple threat with uh, Arizona and you got Wisenhunt, or do you give the edge to Tomlin? Now, I actually I give the edge to Thomason. Uh, I, uh, Tomlin, I'm sorry, Thomason. Uh, Coach Tomlin, I, I really like his approach. Um, I like how he's very, very calm on the sideline, yet he's very, very adamant in what he wants. And I, I, I just think that that's easier to buy into it in terms of that's me personally. If I had a coach that was going to hold me responsible and have me playing at a higher level, I think that it would be someone along, along his lines. I'm not saying that Coach Wisnut doesn't do a good job. He just does it in a different way. And obviously they're both uh, doing superb jobs. But I'll give the slight edge to, to Tomlin in this one. Well, you've heard it, everybody. Super Bowl Sunday, that will be tomorrow. The Steelers versus the Arizona Cardinals. Wizzle picks the Cardinals. And uh, we're, we're going to stay tuned and check that one out. Wizzle, I, I got something for you. Australian Open, uh, again, your two guys, Roger Federer and Mr. Nadal, who is number one in the world. Federer looking for his 14th title. Who do you got this time around? I got to go with Nadal. I mean, Uh-oh, I nemesis, huh? Hey, it's, it's, that's the way it seems to figure out, you guys. If you don't believe me, you can check the, the computer and their matchups, the numbers face-to-face, and I think it pretty much speaks for himself. So uh, I'm, I, I got in the dog now. No question. Well, jumping into basketball, this week the All-Star Reserves were announced. Uh, Eastern, you got Chris Bosh, Danny Granger, Richard Lewis, Paul Pierce, Devin Harris, Joe Johnson, and Jameer Nelson. In the Western Conference, Dirk Nowitzki, Paul Gasol, Brandon Roy, David West, Shaq, C. Billups, and Tony Parker. On both of those teams, uh, in my opinion, Eastern Conference, I, I believe Ray Allen got left out. In the West, I'm going to go with Al Jefferson because he's putting up some monster numbers. But do you see anybody out there that got left out of those two teams, or, or is that about the cream de la creme? Well, uh, obviously, Ray Allen, you could, you could make a huge uh, uh, argument for him uh, because of the fact that Orlando has got three players put in there. Uh, so with with my pick, I would actually take uh, Rashard Lewis off, and I would give a nod to Mo Williams. I think he's been doing a lot for Cleveland. Uh, he's put up some big some big numbers, and uh, the trade, uh, as it seems right now, it really looks like it's paid off for Cleveland. Uh, they got a quality one-two punch. Uh, they just got Ilgalkis back, and so when they get uh, Delonte West back, I think that they'll uh, have a, a great team and a good opportunity to run at it. And you can't do it without a, a couple of all-stars, So, and obviously he's playing at a high level. So I think he just deserves some credit, too. No disrespect to Rashard Lewis. They're obviously on, on a team that uh, has a, a great record as well, but Cleveland has uh, been doing phenomenal, and uh, they're undefeated at home. That's something that you got to take into consideration. No question about it. Looking at the Eastern and Western All-Stars, who do you got winning this matchup? It's going to be a tough one, but I am going to go with the West. 
Ooh, staying on the left pole. I got to do it because, you know what, Chris <laughs> Paul is a nut. And I, I just think it comes down to uh, him dictating the flow. And when he comes out, you know what, we're not going to miss a beat. So uh, I just think we're going to have too much, and I think we're, we're going to play a lot of uh, aggressive defense. It's going to be anchored by Kobe. So uh, we'll see what happens. But I'm yeah, going with the West. Now, now, Carmelo Anthony coming back from a broken hand's been out uh, over, I think it's fifteen games. What do you see from those De- Denver Nuggets in the second part of the season? Do they just start to separate themselves? Because right now it looks like the class of the West is pretty much the Lakers and the Spurs. You got a couple other teams in there, but uh, Lakers look he- head and shoulders maybe above the rest. Can can Denver separate themselves, or does does Carmelo coming back not add as much in your opinion? No, Carmelo coming back definitely does help him. Uh, it, it, it actually helped him for him to go down, and, and not in the sense that I wish anybody to get injured, but it just gives the team an opportunity to gel and to function as a team and to, to take up the slack. And for people who don't necessarily play hard, and, and to, to get an extra quarter uh, a quarter of energy out of them. So, uh, you know, just collectively as a team, you get everybody to play on a higher level and uh, you get everybody prepared for when your All-Star comes back. And not to mention uh, when we were talking about All-Stars, Nene has been doing a heck of a job uh, for Denver, too, uh, and I believe he's leading the league in field goal percentages, so uh, that's something that you got to look at, too. They, I think they pose a, a lot of problems for a lot of teams on the West because uh, they got a lot of youth, uh, athletes, and they play pretty tough. So uh, uh, they could be a dangerous team in the playoffs. No question. Well, the sleeper in the West definitely could be those Denver Nuggets. But now looking to the Eastern Conference, Richard Hamilton is now coming off the bench, and I think we got some dissension in the Motor City. Uh, what are things looking like down there? Um, I just think that uh, Michael Curry is trying to get some type of normalcy to what they do uh, and then trying to get a normal form of basketball. Um, Allen Iverson is a, a very, very talented player, uh, and you do you have to play him, and you have to figure out a way to to get a team concept because it doesn't seem like the chemistry works because both of them get you know or look for uh, this, they take the same type of shots, and Allen Iverson doesn't necessarily uh, uh, look to to set players up for the type of shots that would help their games, and that's where they miss Chauncey Billups' uh, leadership so much. Uh, because he was really the pace setter for them on offense. No, no question about it. I, I think that uh, they always have a, a good team. And, and when you talk about Carmelo not skipping over uh, Detroit, I, I really agree with you that a lot of the times when a star gets injured, it allows the team to do something that they can never do when he's out there on the floor. Practice can't do it. Nothing can do it. And unfortunately, somebody has to get injured. And uh, during the years in Sacramento, that happened a few times with Webb and it happened with Page. And it really allowed Hito to step in and and develop as a player that in the playoffs all of a sudden he's playing big because now the the floor is his. He really feels comfortable. And I think you really might see that in Denver. So uh, everybody's going to have to watch out for those Denver Nuggets. Now, staying with uh, the, the All-Star game a little bit here, we got the dunk contest. you got Fernandez out of Portland, uh, Rudy Gay. you got Dwight Howard. you got Nate Robinson of that 206, Rainier Beach. <laughs> okay, uh, who do you got there, Wizzle? I mean, I, we've seen some funky dunks last year. Uh, do, do you got to pick somebody's uh, dark horse? What's happening? 
I got to go with Dwight Howard. Um, I, I think yeah, he's got too. a lot in store. Uh, he said he's been working on a bunch of new stuff, and he's going to change the game. So uh, I really like the way that he elevates above the rim. That's really, really huge for me. And uh, he finishes well. He's got a, a great smile. So we're really going to go. <laughs> so, I mean, really, it makes it look easy for him. So he it, does. You know what I mean? So it really looks it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I, I just kind of root for him, so. Uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm looking for him to do something pretty, pretty amazing. I know every. He wore the cape, right? Yeah, he was Superman. Superman. I know everybody in the 206 is going to be a little upset with you that you didn't go for the Dynamo Nate Robinson, but that's okay. We're going to keep Nate that. In it. Nate Robinson is in it, and that's uh, the Wizzles' former high school. And oh, wow, I can't believe you didn't pick him. But okay, <laughs> Wizzles, did you see NFL Hall of Fame? 09 inductees, Ralph Wilson Jr., uh, Randall McDaniel, Bob Hayes, Rod Woodson, 16 years, Pittsburgh, Bruce Smith, the Bills, three champ well, no championships, three times there, though, big time, and Derek Thomas, RIP, and he was uh, in Kansas City, the linebacker, uh, Bruce Smith, defensive end, and, and Rod Woodson, uh, DB. Well, what are you thinking about those inductees? Wow. Well, I think that it's deserving. Uh, all those players were uh, game-changing uh, at their position. Uh, they transcended the position and, and really, really turned it into a new position in terms of what you're looking for, uh, um, uh, scouting-wise, in, ter- in terms of what the scouts were looking for across the country, what type of athletes, their size, ability, mobility, uh, you know, and, and their ability to think and hit. So uh, all those players really, really are deserving. And uh, they were elite players. No, no question about it. I, I really looked at that and I said, and they talked to Rod Woodson and they said, "Are you going to go in as a Pittsburgh Steeler?" And his comment was, "You know what? I don't think they in the NFL they let you go in as anything. But my time there, with the, the years that I spent, uh, I, I think that that's how everybody's going to look at me. But I always remember Rod Woodson, hard hitting, Derek Thomas as a complete animal, and Bruce Smith really uh, as a defensive end was was doing some magnificent, magnificent stuff out there on the foot." ball field and when you say transcend they they really set the tone for everybody after them that came at those particular positions i i totally agree with you on that one whistle uh some some fantastic stuff sports weekend super bowl uh what, what are you eating this super bowl weekend whistle are you making something what's happening well we're going to go with the basics you know the buffalo wings the the blue cheese celery, you know, the type of thing, the finger foods uh, that uh, you can keep a, uh, a bunch of, you know what I mean? So I'll keep it simple, peanuts, you know, the, the real, not the ones you can just pour into your head. I'm talking about you got to crack the shell and, you know, eat some <laughs> of them, you know what I mean, and get some peanuts, man, and do it like that. So uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. Just uh, going to not gorge myself too much, so uh, enjoy the game and put a little bread in myself, uh, in between so I can soak up some liquor. So, hey, that's about it, baby. He was telling us to don't forget, I mean, don't eat too many of them wings. Now, what's up with the hot wings? Tell me what that tradition is, y'all. Well, I think that that's just uh, anything Super Bowl is always finger food. (laughs) The Wizzle said he's going wings, but he's also going wings and bread because he's going to have a few libations with that, so he wants to absorb. But uh, don't go overboard, Wizzle. You know, all the chickens right now are real, real upset because Super Bowl Sunday means uh, a lot of people get, (laughs) or people, uh, chickens don't get their head cut off. 
What's that, baby? Are they barbecue chicken wings or hot wings? Well, uh, most people go with hot wings. T, are you going with, uh, are you going to go hot wing? Are you going to go barbecue? you going to go mild? Where are you going with it? I'm going to I'm gonna go, I think I might just bake some wings. And if you want hot wings, shake some hot sauce on them, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> you could go baked wing. Well, what about deep fried wings? You can do that, too. I'd rather if, 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 if people want to bring out the turkey, we can bring some turkey legs over and dump those. I don't have a problem with that at all. That's my thing. No question, Wizzle. Well, we thank you always for the sports insight, the culinary experience to everybody out there in Blog Talk. land is free information from the Wizzle. So until next week, we'll see you same time, same station. Wizzle, thank you again. And guess what? We're about to uh... have a Chianti and Fava <laughs> Bean. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we had a ball, you guys, today. We were talking with Dickie Woods and Danity Payne. We were talking with Obi Hazy, NFL fullback. And we're going to jump right into that sexy area called Love and Romance. And as you know, always we open up Love and Romance section with a poem. This week, my sexy, gorgeous, beautiful, outrageous <laughs> wife uh, will do the honors, please, darling. Well, thank you, baby. Same back at you for sure all the time. But he's beautiful. He's sexy. He's in shape. He's just toned. You guys, guess what? On the internet somewhere, a friend of mine told me they seen some gorgeous pictures of a fine African-American man. He was about 6'6", you know, vanilla Roma type of flavor. And just, just check it out. Just look around. You might find him. And I, I, believe, I believe it's the NBA basketball player, Doug. I don't know. Don't but be no leaker. Uh, Are you a leaker? <laughs> Again, leaker, we had a great guest on the show earlier today. We had D. Woods with Danity Kane. We had the NFL fullback. Please go to his website and check out his new movie that he's in, hegotsold.com. His name is Obi Mahaley, and I'm going to go right into the poem now, and it is called Anything is Possible by Melissa Underwood. This is um, a little inspirational poem that we picked up. It can, it can mean for love. It can mean inspiration for Sports for pretty much whatever you want, so open your mind. Anything is possible if you think it's worthwhile, if you're willing to go the distance to go the extra mile. With determination and effort, you can often achieve more because you don't always get what you wish but what you work for. Dreams can become challenging, but no matter what the cost, strive to complete the task and you'll never end up lost. So bring with you your goals and leave your doubts behind. Whether you think you can or can't, you certainly will find. You'll be right either way, so never quit. And this is why you'll never become a failure until you fail to try. Anything is possible by Melissa Underwood, okay? We wanted you guys to check that out. Just, you know, let it, you know, you come back, listen to the archive of the show after it's all over. We've had a wonderful time. And now we're going to share with you three questions from our listeners that came in over this past week that they wanted us to ask. No question about it, baby. Number one, uh, what you got for me? Number one is a question. It says, Valentine's Day is coming soon. Do you guys have any tips for a non-romantic? I'll let you give them the tips, baby. Uh, I'm going to go with my doesn't matter tips. Now, my my doesn't matter means it, it doesn't matter. Dinner with candlelights. Now, it doesn't matter where you go, what you eat, anything. It's always romantic if you have candlelight. Doesn't matter. Sing a song. Doesn't matter if you can sing or if you can't sing. Just sing that song. Or you know what, let, let, baby? Excuse me. No disrespect, because I love you to death. But let me tell him. Won't you try a little bit of this? If that's really what. 
Well, that'll work, too. <laughs> when my husband said, sing a song, just play a song, you know? Just go ahead on and groove, you know? It ain't nothing, you know, exploited about it. You can dance, kind of groove. Anybody would love that, you know? Oh, my you, just, you know, you kick it with your loved one. And then, number two, honey. Yes, baby. If we are not being intimate, now this is a question, baby, for you. If we're not being intimate on a regular basis, do you think we are falling out of love? Well, no, and this is from Justin in Texas, and I guess he's saying if him and his mate is not being intimate on a regular basis, that does not have anything to do with love, and you know, you know, you know, I, everybody out there that's listened to our shows before, we love getting on this subject because you cannot base the amount of love, and what we stand for is infinite love. That's loving no matter what as deep as you possibly can through infinity. But, no, it has nothing to do with the other. Loving someone from the, the heart and the soul is, I love this person, I would die for this person, I would give my, this person my last piece of bread. And, you know, you, you just you, you love them endlessly. And being intimate does not have anything to do with that. Yeah, it's special because you're sharing something with each other. Um, but I, I am a strong um, and avid believer that you should be married, but I'm not, you know, telling people how to act or what to believe or how to feel, but definitely um, that is a whole different situation. A lot of things come into play, um, work, schedules, um, other obligations, like if you have children, uh, errands, just sometimes your mind is on so many other things or you're worried or thinking about other things that you have to get done that that's the furthest thing from your mind but guess what it's still there it's just in the back of your mind and you know that you know you have something special with this person and when you want to be intimate with them that's your special treat you always have it's like christmas 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year you always have a gift in that other person so it's not to be abused it's to be um treated special and um, delicately taken care of is something that you just don't want to exploit and make it a have to or a, or a thing. I think that's what happens in a lot of relationships is people tend to make it become something that has to be done to justify whether or not the person loves them, and that's just the wrong way to look at it. It's not the right way. It takes all the special, genuine excitement and thrill out of it if it's a forced thing. It needs to be a choice thing, and it needs to be something that everybody's involved and your mind is there. If your mind's not there, it's not going to matter anyway. So keeping it clean, because this is a family show, we would say that no, by no way, shape, or form, Justin, does that mean you guys are falling out of love. It just simply means maybe you're a little busy and you got to, you know, maybe set yourselves up appointment times to be closer with one another. Oh, no question. I'm going to keep you going because you got the gift of gab right now. I'm liking that. That's a good answer. I can't really follow up at all. So listen to this one, baby. Jackie just met a girl. I really like her a lot, and I think I'm falling in love. How do I tell her without pushing her away? What do I do? Well, I would have to say, honey, that that's a question for you because, you know, I think you should answer that. Um, uh, well, I would say two ways, okay? Mm -hmm. this uh, I'm saying two ways. Uh, one, tell her with your actions. Show her how you love her, and she should reciprocate that in these, you know, in in some way. And that's one way to do it. But also, 
just saying it and that's not bad and once you do obviously you're going to know the next step if she runs away then you know that hey you just saved yourself a whole bunch of heartache because she probably wasn't the one but if she stays you know that you're most likely on the right track but communication we always say is big and it's something that you need to do but uh, you show her with your actions or or you can tell her with your mouth it's your choice but uh, you're going to have to say something wouldn't you say babe I would most I see. Now see what I'm talking about. Y'all see why I love in the doubt that's exactly I couldn't have put it better. That's that's just yes. Yes. Yes again and yes one more time. And guess what, y'all? Now it's at that time that we have to say goodbye. We've enjoyed you so much, enjoyed spending time together and with y'all. Um, this Saturday on Infinite Love Talk Radio. Um, tomorrow's Super Bowl, we wish both teams the best of luck, although the Cardinals going to win. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely join us again next weekend. we got a very special show for you. We will have another celebrity guest on the show for sure the whole month of February, so stay tuned. We may not put it in the headliner of what the show is because we want you to tune in. We want it to be a surprise. That's what special surprise guests are, everybody. So check in with us. Peace. Respect.